Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Thank you for joining us today as we continue our studies in St. Paul's Epistle to the Thessalonians, his first epistle. And today we're looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'm going to read verses 2 and 3. And again, as always, if you have a Bible nearby, it would be very helpful if you could follow along. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2. For you yourselves know well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Verse 3. When people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as travail comes upon a woman with child, and there will be no escape. I want to focus on verse 3 today, and I'll read it again. St. Paul says, when people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them. Commentators have a little bit of a question exactly what St. Paul is referring to here in the original context almost 2,000 years ago. It could have been the false prophets, just like in the Old Testament, Jeremiah and Ezekiel went after the false prophets saying, peace, peace, when there was no peace. If you're not right with God, there's no peace. Others might be somewhat of a secular prophet saying the peace and security provided from the Roman Empire, or it could be kind of a combination of both of these. But I'd like to bring this forward to today. I think there's a lesson here. When we hear cries for peace and security, we need to be very careful to analyze what's said. I'm going to be talking today about a document issued by the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace by Cardinal Turkson way back in October 2011. I was really rocked by this, and not for the same reasons a lot of other folks in the Catholic media were upset about. It was those words, peace and security, used two times. In fact, the exhortation that Cardinal Turkson, the head of the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace, issuing this document, urged us to think of peace and security. The document was entitled, Towards Reforming the International Financial and Monetary Systems in the Context of Global Public Authority. Uh, that's a mouthful. There was quite a bit of pushback because basically this was asking for world government, world control over finances, world control over laws, and the erosion of national sovereignty. Uh, Cardinal Turkson uh, backpedaled. Uh, it was later revealed that this document was issued without the authority of Pope Benedict XVI, and then mechanisms were placed in the Vatican to try to ensure that such a thing would never happen again. But I think the release of this, even without the authority of the Pope, gives us a good preview of what the selling points are going to be for the Antichrist kingdom. I know this is pretty serious stuff. We are going to be reading about the Antichrist as we get to 2 Thessalonians in just a couple of weeks. But this paper is a great 
preview on how it will be sold to people, so to speak, what reasons will be used and how it will be uh, portrayed to folks. And I don't know if Catholics are aware, but many Protestant prophecy teachers were quite fearful of this document from Cardinal Turkson. They thought it was either a preview or an actual step forward of the false prophet in the book of Revelation. Now, I don't believe that. I'm just saying those who are very aware of the false prophets proclaiming peace and security from a basis other than Christianity, you want to run from that, not to that. But the context of this was a financial crisis that really the world went through starting in 2008, and actually many people will tell us it's really never gone away. But he felt, Cardinal Turkson, in this document, that the financial crisis creates an opportunity to, quote, shape a new vision for the future. Now, just hear this. If we have another financial crisis, okay, A, and B, let's say during that same financial crisis or following it, we have a few nuclear weapons going off, particularly in the context of... um, Muslim, Jew versus Christian nations fighting each other, there's going to be a call for peace, security, and prosperity. And that's why I think the financial crisis of 2008, which was a worldwide crisis, what Cardinal Turkson calls for is quite striking. And I just went through this document, and I'm going to give you a number of the bullet points, so to speak, that he highlights in this document. First, Cardinal Turkson calls for a world political authority with universal jurisdiction. He calls for a new humanism open to transcendence. Basically, that's a Christless religious humanism. We don't want that. He calls for a global civil society that will transcend national goods. He recognizes there has to be a gradual erosion of national sovereignties to create this world government. He needs, uh, he advocates that this global authority has the power to adopt policies that are binding on local, regional, and world levels. In other words, if um, you elect your local congressman to change a law, this isn't going to affect anything because there will be a world authority that has the power to bind local, national, and world regulations. He wants to set up a global monetary system that has the power of the overall money supply, global monetary management, and a central world bank. Now, if you think this is a great way to help the poor, uh, read the book Creature from Jekyll Island. The Federal Reserve is basically pulling off billions of dollars going into the hands of banks uh, through the interest that the American public is paying on our national debt. It's one of the greatest ripoffs in human history. And I, I know he probably doesn't realize this, but he's basically advocating a system of world ripping off the poor. And along with that, he calls for global taxation to promote global development. And you thought the IRS was bad. Wait till it goes on a world level. And then 
On the political level, he wants to create a set of global institutions that will guarantee the unity and consistency of the common decisions. Now, this organization, he says, is kind of previewed by the United Nations, which would be standing for things like same-sex marriage recognized legally, universal sex education for young children, and of course, I don't I haven't followed the UN lately, but I'm sure they're on the transgender bandwagon as well. So this public authority, if the UN is a preview, as Cardinal Turkson uh, advocates, these are the type of things that the EU and the UN are pushing on nations now. And then there will be a new rule of law on the supranational level. In other words, world law will supersede national, regional, and local law. And he says this will meet the need of the universal brotherhood. Now, there's a good universal brotherhood, and that's when, through faith and baptism, we become children of the Heavenly Father, and we definitely have a worldwide universal brotherhood. And then there's the universal brotherhood that uh, folks like in the French Revolution, they thought they would create by putting a lot of people uh, to death and bringing about a violent revolution and trying to exterminate Catholicism from their society. So when you hear universal brotherhood, be very careful as far as which direction it will be coming from. And he goes on. He says that nation states are archaic structures. Pardon me, but I love the United States of America, and I'm not quite ready to turn over our government to the U.N., you know, there's a lot of dictators on the Security Council, our communist nations. Do we really want to be doing this? And he says there needs to be a gradual transfer of power from nations to regional and world authorities. And then he claims it will bring about a brave new world. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a little hesitant of this. Not a little, a lot. And then it says... All of the above things will ensure the citizens of all countries peace and security. Let's see. I read that before. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 3. The day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night when people say there is peace and security. And then above all, he concludes his document saying, if we do all these things, it will bring the kingdom of God. Well, I downloaded Cardinal Turkson's document into a Word document, and it only took me two seconds to do a search for the name Jesus. Guess how many times the name Jesus appears in the document advocating world government that will bring about the kingdom of God on earth? Grand total of zero. And you try to bring the kingdom of God to earth without Jesus Christ, who is the king of the kingdom of God, you don't end up with the kingdom of God. You end up with the kingdom of the Antichrist. You know, Pope Pius X, actually Saint Pius X, said in 1903, without any doubt, there is a desire in all hearts for peace. Who, who isn't for peace? But how foolish is he who seeks this peace apart from God. For if God be driven out, justice is banished, and once justice fails, all hope of peace is lost. 
He then says, to want peace without God is an absurdity. Pope Benedict the 15th, not the 16th, but the 15th, said in 1920, the advent of a universal republic, that's world government, which is longed for by all of the worst elements of disorder and confidently expected by them, is an idea which is now ripe for execution. From this republic, based on the principles of absolute equality of men and community of possessions, would be banished from all national distinctions, nor in it would the authority of the father over his children or of the public power over the citizens or of God over human society be any longer acknowledged. If these ideas are put into practice, there will inevitably follow a reign of unheard of terror. So, you know, we just can't have a warm, um, apparently merciful, very humanistic desire for world government. Cardinal Turkson ends with a contrast between Babel and Pentecost. And the reason God dispersed the nations at Babel, it was an actually an act of grace to prevent global collective efforts of fallen men. It's only through the Catholic Church that you will have the kingdom of God uniting all men in the brotherhood of God's family. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 15 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.